Hello and welcome to another episode of The Daily Grind. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in again. My name's Cameron Walker. I'm the founder and owner of The Coffee Nook, and that's the cafe that produces this podcast. Now, The Daily Grind, we look into our regular customers who are also business owners. We're based here in a little industrial estate in Mansfield. And basically, we look into their stories and what got them to where they are in business so far. We take a little bit of a look at their journey. Now, last week we had Dan on from the show and he was very new to business, but in contrast to that this week, we had Anthony Yap, the managing director and founder of Good Price Pharmacy Warehouse. And Anthony started the business back in 2001 um, and he has grown it over the last 17 years to a very, very successful uh, multinational uh, pharmacy, big box pharmacy warehouse. Guys, jump in, have a listen. We had a very interesting chat. Daily Grind users, welcome to another episode. Today I have Anthony Yap, Managing Director and Founder of Good Price Pharmacy Warehouse, joining me here today. Anthony, thanks so much for joining us on the show today, mate. No problems at all. It's a privilege to be here. Um, Let's start a little bit with your story for our listeners who may not know. Um, Now, you purchased your first pharmacy in 2001 and then the second one within the same year. Is that correct? Yeah, it's about... I think we purchased... The Deegan store yep. uh, around April 2001 and about uh, six months, six to 12 months later, we got our second store at Zilmia, which is uh, a little suburb down the road. And is that the one that had the, uh, was it Robert Good and Price? Yeah. yeah. Um, so as it happened, the actual owners uh, of the stores were two different pharmacists. One of them was Robert Good, uh, the other Robert Price. So about Probably 40 years ago, they merged their pharmacies together and the brand Good Price Pharmacy was born. And you started from one store and one employee and you've grown from there. Uh, give our listeners a little bit of an indication of where you've grown the business to over the last sort of 17 years. Yeah, it's been an interesting journey for us. Uh, my wife and I um, started in 2001, so one staff member, one um, store. And uh, over the, the next 17 years, we've grown the business uh, across six states. So we've got about 50 stores, mm. about 800 employees, and probably an annual turnover close to about 300 million. That's quite impressive growth in 17 years. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been an interesting journey, and we've had a lot of fun through it and yeah. learned a lot and developed a lot. So I think uh, for us, I don't think there'd be a lot of things that we change. There- there's two major challenges that I've heard you talk about. Um, one was in 2004, where you were opening your Mount Cravat store, yep. um, and you outbid another competitor for the land for the old Harvey Norman site, and you then found out that that was a major competitor of yours in pharmacies, and um, had a meeting with them, and they sat down and told you that either to not open, or that they were basically putting aside a large amount of cash to bleed you guys dry. Um, in 2007 as well, you went through a partnership dissolution, um, which was that roughly a year that that went on for? That did go on for a year, so it so, was a very painful experience. Yes. Um, both obviously very challenging times for you in your business, um, and you definitely had to fight to keep uh, the, the business alive. I know as a business owner, when things like that come up, um, often you can wake up, you've got knots in the stomach in the morning thinking about what's going to happen today. Upon reflection, what was your process for dealing with those times and getting through it and still keeping the vision alive? Yeah, well, I think in any business, um, there's a lot of ups and downs. And I think no journey is uh, 
ever one way. So it was a shock to us, both of those uh, different incidences, and we've learned from both of them. As you said, like, those things often make you sick to the stomach, but you mm. need to just look forward and be positive about stuff. And um, as long as you've got clarity and a vision of where you want to sort of take it, um, and you're passionate and you're persistent about it, I think that uh, it's amazing what people and teams can overcome. So how early on did that vision develop for you? Was it in the, like, when you bought the first pharmacy, you thought, I'm going to take this and I want to go, you know, across, all across Australia? Well, we always had a vision of doing um, the big box format, like from uni, from early mm. days. But I think you've got to sort of walk before you can run. So yep. when we took our first three stores over, they were all small community pharmacies. And yep. we had to sort of build up enough capital to actually look to expand and, and uh, play in this space. So in 2003, I think that was our fourth store, yep. we uh, identified a site in Cannon Hill on the south side and opened up the first good price pharmacy warehouse. And from there, yep. the actual model took off and we knew that this was going to be the future of pharmacy. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, what do you reckon is the biggest lesson that you've learned so far? There are, there are a lot of different lessons that yep. you learn throughout your journey. So we've been in partnerships. Yep. Um, and from partnerships, I learned that uh, no matter how good the intentions and how aligned you are when you start off, I think that people's circumstances change. So mm. if you ever go into partnership, my recommendation is that you have a very good partnership agreement, which spells out each party's responsibilities uh, and a clear exit strategy. So when things sort of... Um, start to divert from that original plan you've got a way to get out and uh, I've learned that through 17 years yeah. <laughs> and I think that um, that's, a, that's a very valuable lesson because a lot of small businesses start out as partnerships. Yep. Yeah it's, sometimes it's I, I know I've had a lot of advice from the accountants and all the rest of it saying it's so important to get your structure right when you set up and that it obviously includes an exit strategy as well if you are going into partnerships. Uh, what do you think drives you? I've always said that I've been very passionate about what I do. So to me, it's not a job. So I've always loved, you know, the whole idea of business and building a brand into something that is recognized. Mm. So for me, you know, I get up every day loving what I do and creating this brand that many, many people uh, sort of contribute to so that we can create something that will last the test of time. Yeah. And uh, let's talk about culture. It is a bit of a buzzword a little bit at the moment uh, within the workplace. But I mean, from what we've seen with your employees coming down here, everyone can't rave enough about how much of a great boss you are. How have you gone about creating that team culture where everyone just loves to be there? And it's a great place to work. Culture is a very uh, difficult thing to sort of create in a business. And I think it was easy on when we started off because it, there was really only a few of us, a handful of us. Mm. And we always started off as a sort of like a family owned business. It was very tight, mm. it was very close and um, that first employee is still with us today. Wow. So um, I think over the course of the journey we've had over 30 people reach their 10 year milestone, wow. which is for me a very proud sort of achievement. Yep. Um, but I think as you grow, um, you know, and as the team gets bigger and bigger, 
you sort of lose that sort of family feel. So what we've tried to do uh, is always try and revisit that and make sure that the team is as tight as it possibly can. So we do a lot of different things together. So uh, we have um, weekly gym sessions together. Yep. So we do events each quarter or half together. And um, I think generally most of the guys and girls um, enjoy being, being uh, at good price. Yeah, that's fantastic. They definitely do from what they've told us. What was your childhood like? How do you think that impacted you going on to discover your love of business? Uh, I think I was a relatively normal childhood. So yeah. I grew up on the north side of Brisbane, so born here, born mm-hmm. in Redcliffe. Yeah. Um, schooled uh, down at uh, Nudgee College. Yeah. So I think it was relatively normal. My parents were always, um, they always wanted to see their children succeed. So yep. they always sort of pushed us to study hard and mm-hmm. um, they always wanted us to go into a health profession. So, yep. um, which, is, which is the reason why I went into pharmacy. Yep. How much time and energy do you put into self-development? Do you think it's important? Yeah, I think self-development is key. I mean, nobody's perfect. I think mm. everyone can learn. So, and I, I think that the one thing is, that I look at is trying to learn something new uh, every day, if that's yep. possible. And people, of, people often think that they need somebody successful as a mentor, but people don't realize that you learn from everyone around you, mm. whether it be somebody um, you know, that is your boss, somebody that works in your team, or that's somebody that works for you. So everyone has a different perspective in life. You can pick up different things uh, all the time. And I always think that if you're continually looking to improve, you know, that mm. will serve you well in the future. Did you have a mentor? Uh, I, I, I think I had lots of mentors. Yep. And uh, they were from uh, my wife, who yep. we started, who I started the business with. Uh, my early employees and my current employees, yep. where we sort of work together on a daily basis and they pick me up on things that you know, I potentially do wrong and you can, you can always learn from those different things. So I think mentors are all around us. That's such a great perspective. So many people, you know, think they have to have this mentor who's, you know, been there and done that and got the results. But it's so true that uh, we can learn from people who, you know, are our staff and our friends and our employees. We just need to take the time to listen and have a bit of self-awareness around our, you know, where we are at and um, some things that maybe we could improve on as well. Morning routine or a daily routine? Do you have one? What does it look like? It's it's hard to it's hard to stick to a routine when you're traveling a lot. Yep. But generally, get up relatively early, so probably around six o'clock. Have a quick um, play with the kids before they go to school. Uh, off to work about six thirty, seven o'clock. Yep. So at work usually till five. So I try and be home uh, at around five thirty to sort of have dinner with the kids, uh, have a play. Yep. Usually after dinner, go out uh, to the gym, do yep. a run, uh, and then when I get back, do a bit of work, and then to bed at 11 or 12 o'clock. Yeah, right. Quite a packed, a fully packed day. Um, I, I would say you're a prime example of what persistence and patience can look like over 17 years. I've, I've heard you talk a lot about persistence being one of the key um, tools in business. Um, what's your view on the current hype around entrepreneurship and a lot of young entrepreneurs placing pressure on themselves to find success so quickly? Well, I think um, 
everyone wants to be successful and I think um, you know Australia Queensland Brisbane has got a very big talent pool out there and lots of people with big ideas and I think nowadays with um, technology the way that it is it's a lot easier mm-hmm. sort of to create something big and scale it up quickly than than what it used to be so mm-hmm. I am a hundred percent supportive of you know anyone that wants to sort of go out and start their own business because I think it's a great step uh, learning and development wise mm-hmm. and not all ventures work out but I think that you know if you continue trying if you're persistent hopefully one day you know one of those ideas will come to fruition let's talk about balance for a bit you've got two boys six and seven or seven, seven and eight seven and eight now yeah. um, got your wife Han who are obviously the original founders and also a director I know you try not to be away from Friday to Monday and try to spend time with them in the afternoons. Now, young entrepreneurs these days, a lot of them think they have to put in 100 plus hours a week um, and whilst they might not have a family, um, you know, they need to exercise and they need to try and get their health and nutrition in or spend time with partners or friends. How important do you think it is for them to find balance in the early days um, as opposed to putting in 100 plus hour weeks to get something off the ground and then sort of find that balance in you know, two to three years time? I, I think balance is, <coughs> excuse me, I think balance is something that I've only found in the last five years or so because yeah. I think with any entrepreneur, when you're starting out in business, you put everything into it, mm. especially if you don't sort of have kids yet. Yep. I think um, almost 100% of your time is devoted to sort of creating and building, you know, what your vision is. So... I'm probably not the right person to ask about balance, <laughs> but I can tell you as you sort of grow older, you get perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And um, I've said in the last you know, year or so that probably the most important asset everyone's got is time. Mm-hmm. So, and as you know, time starts running out as you get older, that's the one thing in your life that becomes so much more valuable. It's something that you can't create more of. It's something that no matter how hard you work at and how much money you've got, you can't buy more time. So I think that that's one thing that everyone sort of needs to appreciate uh, because that's one thing that you can give to others, your time, uh, that people will really value. On that, uh, what are your tips for time management to maximise your day? Obviously, we are in a we live in a world of distraction these days with social media and phones and emails and people can contact us whenever they want. Um, what are your tips around time management? I'm pretty structured, so generally I have my week mapped out. So um, I try and keep meetings to half an hour. So otherwise, they sort of become meaningless, and you don't sort of take out mm. take out a lot from them. Um, you know, that's pretty much it. So yeah. I try and be structured, yep. keep to a plan, keep to keep to time. I guess the busier I guess the busier you are as well, the um, less t- time you have to stay in those meetings. You kind of you make you make your day so busy that you've got to get to the next thing. You got to be you got to be able to prioritize. Mm. So you got to identify where you need to be. And a lot of the meetings you could probably delegate to people that you work with that yep. are more than capable of handling it. What are you most proud of? Uh, what am I most proud of? I'm proud of creating a brand uh, and doing it with a great group of people and sharing the journey with them because I think that you know with a lot of the team we've grown up together so we started relatively young most of us have got married and started having kids 
and I think that that hopefully will continue over you know time mm. and when we finish uh, and hand this over that we've created something that will last the test of time what's your all-time favorite album uh, all-time favorite album I, I love Imagine Dragons so <sighs> I'd have to say uh, one of their albums are you going to the concert I think we are. Oh, I so, guess so. Yes. We fantastic. It should be great to see them in concert, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us here today and um, share a snippet of your advice and your story with us. We really appreciate it. No problems. Thanks. Well, that wraps up another week's episode, guys. Thank you so much for sticking around. As always, I hope you got some value out of Anthony's story and uh, his tips and advice over his 17-year business journey. As always, make sure you are subscribed either on SoundCloud or on iTunes on podcasts depending on your preference. And also make sure that you're following us over at The Coffee Nook on Facebook and Instagram. That way you can keep up with the latest between episodes. I'm Cameron Walker, guys. Thank you so much for listening again. I will speak to you next week. 